Welcome to Pure Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we are on episode 84. Yeah. And it's a good episode. Well, they're all good. They're all good. But this, this is a great episode. Even better than great. Whoa. Excellent. Excellent. I like that. I, well, all of ours are. And we always... Way to toot our own horn there. No, 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 All of our episodes are great. And that's not what I meant. I meant whenever we have guests on, they are excellent episodes. I, I agree with that. Right? Because, yeah, some of the other ones, eh, you know, sometimes, eh, but we appreciate every single one of you who have stuck with us since day one or episode 83. We appreciate you. Yes. So. We're going to get started. We have another hustle session. Yeah, another hustle session. We've got great friends of Pure Hustle Podcast on the show today. Uh, they're not just great friends of the show and of us personally, uh, but they're incredible resellers. They've got an awesome story. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I've been so blessed just to like know them and like be part of, you know, the community. And I think they're a big part of, of that. And so uh, I'm super excited. Alana, you know them even more than I do. So you want to give a little intro? Yeah. So been knowing them for a while. They are real relevant resellers. And if you follow us on Instagram, I do a lot of Insta stories when I'm over at their place. And so now we get to kind of talk about all of it. So I'd like to introduce uh, Hugo and Tiffany. Let us know what your IG handle is and what you're about. All right. Well, we're sell quick, ship quick. Uh She's sell quick. I'm ship quick. Yeah. Nice. We're part-time resellers. Full-time hustlers. Oh, (laughs) I like that. You got to explain that a little bit, though. You guys practiced that. That was good. That was like, that was a good intro. (laughs) I mean, it's so on our YouTube channel, we've been using that because we feel it represents us. Mm. Uh, So to, to, I mean, we're part-time resellers because... We do it part-time. We resell part-time. We resell so. part-time. And the reason we call it part-time is we don't depend on our reselling, uh, you know, Income. profits. Yeah. To pay for all our bills or a living. Um, it helps, but it's not our only thing. Uh, but we say full-time hustlers cause we're always doing something. <laughs> so tell us, can you share with us some of those things you do just cause I'm sure now people are like, what do they do for their full-time income? Yeah, because you got a lot of hustles. I remember when we first had dinner together that one time and you guys were sharing all the things you do. I'm like, wait, what? We do what? And what? And so what? I, I think since that meeting, uh, we got extra positions. So I'm a financial aid director for the vocational school that I was teaching at and I moved up to financial aid. Uh, yeah, I'm an instructor at the same school. Uh, and I should begin a couple more hours. And then actually, uh, this upcoming Monday, we're going to get certified for, uh, becoming CPR training instructors. So that will be Monday. Um, and then we also have a private personal training business that we run together. My family has two Vietnamese restaurants in the San Gabriel Valley of LA County. And so we help operate those two. He does the day-to-day. Yeah. Day-to-day at the restaurant management between, uh, well, I mean, any fires I need to put out. <laughs> and then I do like the accounting stuff. Um, then, oh, we do janitorial for the school. Yeah. We do janitorial. What else do we do? Oh, and then uh, my mom has a couple of properties. So she lives up in the Bay Area. So since the properties are in LA, I manage those for her. So yeah, we stay busy. And then somehow you find time to also resell? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. Platforms. <laughs> yeah. So now, what platforms do you sell on? eBay, Poshmark, Mercari, Amazon, Etsy, and 
I think you put in like, some stuff up in what was the other ones? Is it? Oh, Tradesy. Tradesy. Nice. Oh wow, that's legit. That's it. You guys have a lot going now. Tiffany, something exciting did happen that has added to your hustling stuff. So what what's the new new thing that's happening in Sell Quick Ship Quick? Ooh, breaking news. Here we go. Ah, so uh, at eBay Open, they had advertised their seller diversity program. And they had reached out to everyone at eBay Open that they were going to be accepting applicants. Um, I signed up for their email and... I applied and you had to write an, I guess I called it a mini essay. Uh, we both submitted an essay um, <laughs> to explain why they should pick you for their program. And it's to represent underrepresented communities uh, for sellers. And, and I got confirmation this week that they picked me. Wow. Congratulations. That's amazing. So now you're like an ambassador for eBay to help, you know, promote, change and diversity within the company and, and to, you know, reach more sellers and understand people's, you know, unique needs. That's amazing. So not all the listeners may understand. So give us an example of what that would look like, like a on the ground example. Um, so if there's a event that's going on for a major holiday of some kind, and we had talked about in LA there's for Chinese new year, there will be big community celebrations for the holiday. So if we know that there's going to be a big celebration, we could reach out to eBay and ask them to help provide some material Swag or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, to possibly set up a booth within a parade or something like that to represent eBay and to reach out to the community. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. So breaking news on Pure Hustle Podcast. Yeah. So not only do you hustle hard, but even in your hustles, you're like hustling. That's that's <laughs> legit. <laughs> All right. So talk to us. So you said you Poshmark, Mercari, eBay, Tradesy, and Etsy, Etsy. Amazon. No bonanza, not yet. I keep trying. Not to- yet, but um, when I every time I get on PayPal, it keeps telling me how easy it is to combine. Yeah. So. <laughs> But like, okay, so about it. it is. It's really easy, but I want to know. So, talk to us about how could you, if you had the ability to sum up your operations in a few sentences, right? Because you're multi-platform, you have a lot going on. How well, how would you, I guess, explain your operation? Now, you had mentioned a little bit how you're a team, right? So, you know, Tiffany, you sell quick and he ships quick. So, I'm guessing you do the listings and he does the shipping or something to that effect. Explain to us your operation. Uh, okay, so the I think 80 to 90% of our inventory is clothing. So we source together, but once it gets home, I process the clothing. I do the photos and measurements and listings. When they sell, he ships it. If it's hard goods... Yeah, I take care of it all. Yeah. And uh, so, for example, we go to a thrift store. We split our ways right when we get in. I mean, Orlando's has seen that in action. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiff will go straight to normally women's clothes. I'll go straight to the hard goods, electronics, uh, the glass, behind the glass, see what they have, overpriced that doesn't belong behind the glass. Um, <laughs> and then after that, I'll go to men's clothing. Uh, so that's the sourcing part. And then once we get home, she processes, like you said, the clothing. Uh, listings and everything and I'll help out with uh, the hard goods and customer service and yeah and all that splits amongst all the platforms (laughs) but it seems like you skipped a few a lot of things I've you know 
I've seen, I guess, the behind the scenes. There's a lot that goes on. So how do you have that set up so you can actually live while selling on multiple platforms? So you have some kind of systems in place. Well, first, like, I think the best way to sum up is our goal is always to be efficient um, because our most valuable thing is time where sometimes we're willing and you guys have talked about it in your other shows uh, about sometimes you pay up to get some of that time you need. That's more important, right? What like you guys talked about getting uh, somebody to help out at the house to clean things like that. Um, so in our case, like we want to be as efficient as possible. So one of the things she does well and has really helped us is the cross listing. Um, and she does it on what is it, eBay, Poshmark and Mercari. And she does that with the clothing. Uh, I mean, how long does it take you now? Average? Like two to three minutes to cross post. Nice. Yeah. Like, so start to finish, like taking pictures and then posting about how much time do you spend per item? Do you think? Um, when I averaged it out, I think it takes me, uh, let's see, from photograph to measurement to listing, what do we say, like five to seven minutes in total per item? Nice. And it's yeah. going on how many platforms? Um, three. If it's vintage, then four because it'll go on Etsy. Nice. So that's like a minute or two per platform if you think that's about really it. That's really fast. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's uber fast. So we have, like, I've timed it because I, for efficiency, I have the little mini Google. And so I'll talk to Google and ask Google to set up a timer. And I set up a timer to see how long it takes me to photograph. So I'll do a 30-minute timer. At the end of the 30-minute timer, I'll count how many items I was able to photograph. Sometimes it's 11. Sometimes it's 14. It all depends on the item. Yeah. But when I say photograph, it means photograph, measure, fold, and bag. And then so that'll take anywhere from one to three minutes, depending on the item. Um, and then because it takes two to three minutes for me to cross post and that adds up to about, you know, anywhere from five to seven minutes. Nice. That is incredible. And you guys have YouTube videos, right? That you show how you do the cross posting and all those things, right? Yeah. So you're also on yeah. YouTube. We haven't talked about that, but you've been dropping a lot of videos lately on YouTube. I guess that would be another thing to add to our <laughs> to your repertoire. Yeah, yeah, we, we are. We do our best to stay on top of uh, our social media, including YouTube. Uh, so we are fairly we're we're fairly active on Instagram, yeah. and yeah, like you said, about three at least three videos a week. Yeah. Wow. And your social media is great. Like I love watching your stuff because it's just funny, right? Like you guys are funny. Um, you're always either dressing up as something or singing or dancing or I don't know, you make it fun. Like it's not just like, here's an item. I paid this much. I made this much. And like like you, you, you have a lot of fun with what you're doing. And I think it's like contagious. People see that and it, it brings joy to the reselling. So like, is that just your personality? Is that how you guys are all the time? Or is that like something you do just for social media? Not that you want to admit that, but like what? Yes. They're just terrible people. <laughs> Orlando has been around Orlando, no, front yeah. all day. Yeah, they have to hide it really well if, if that's who they are. No, um, that's what helps us. I mean, I know a lot of people look at us and say like, you know, why don't you guys rest, stop, you know, but we have fun doing things together. So we don't actually feel stressed out as much. By all means, we all have our stresses um, from any, any jobs we do. But, um, you know, by making it fun, it definitely makes time fly. Yeah. And slowly, we just started sharing that more and more on social media. But him dancing, that's... um Like, it, it really oh, is. Yeah. What you guys... you uh, uh, Social media gets about 
15 to 20 percent of the shenanigans i actually do all day oh man i can't wait you need to go 100 man i can't wait to sell it we see it all. i'm waiting for the tiktoks 10x i know oh, yeah 10 exit all right so we'll get back to the logistics and how you do things because i do i'm very interested in how we could help our listeners you're talking about timing yourselves and i i don't think a lot of us i know me for sure I don't time myself. I don't go, wow, my, you know, my personal record last week was this and it's this week, but that's key. But you had mentioned that you guys are a team and you work together reselling. So I kind of want to hear your origin story. So tell us a little bit about what got you to reselling. I mean, it's, it's been about a year. We all started with the whole Wade YouTube videos. That's how we Mm -hmm. first entered YouTube. Talk to us. What got you started reselling and how did it build? Many moons ago. Many moons ago. <laughs> Hugo watched Storage Wars and uh, American Pickers, and he proclaimed himself the next American Picker. Nice. Um, went to like two or three yard sales, garage sales, picked up uh, maybe a, couple, a handful of items. Yeah. And then went and ordered like two big totes of padded envelopes and said, I'm going to be a reseller. Nice. Um, he sold those five items. So you researched uh, them or you just picked them up like, Hey, I know what I'm doing. I'm Hugo. You know how to read comps? I didn't know how to look up comps back then. And so by many moons, we're talking about like a decade ago, like 10 Almost years oh, ago. Oh, that long. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. So I don't even know how to look up comps back then. I don't know if he could have looked up comps <laughs> as well back then. Um, but yeah, I just went on kind of gut feelings, which worked out for me with those five items. Um, but after those five items, the restaurant picked up and then we ended up with two restaurants and change of focus. Yeah. Stop reselling for like, what is it, like eight years? Yeah. And then I read the Marie Kondo book before the Netflix special. I cleaned up our house. I found a giant box of Martha Stewart die cut like hole punch things. And I didn't want to throw them away. So I asked him to look them up on eBay. Uh I had maybe 50. Yeah, it was, yeah, there was a bunch. Uh, he looked them up and some of them sold for $40. Individually. Individual. Yeah. And so he ended up selling everything from that box. He funded our Portland trip with just the Martha Stewart stuff. Nice. nice. Um, and that sold in a span of probably like three months, maybe. Maybe less than that. Yeah. Uh and that and we still were like, okay, cool, you know, we're slowly selling them. And then once we were actually in Portland, is when we're really like, wow, um, that paid for our trip, like yeah. tickets and spending cash. And then we thought, like, okay, maybe we could do this on the side and start doing this for some travel cash. And that became our first goal was some travel spending cash, you know, a little bit of money to go down to San Diego for a weekend or something. Um and then, yeah, I came back with the the itch to go searching for stuff. But we hadn't done thrift stores. No. We started with, um, we didn't know it was called retail arbitrage. I didn't know what I was doing. We went to like <laughs> TJ Maxx. He started scanning things, looked it up on eBay. We found some random toys, like mm-hmm. wrestling figures. Yeah. Right. And so we picked up these wrestling figures we're um, making about $15 maybe on them. Yeah, $15 net. And then we're like, okay, I didn't know how to list. I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to use the eBay app. I didn't know how to look things up. I just found things and said, hey, here, I found this. Can you look it up? Um, and Well, one of the big hooks that got us 
while doing RA, now we can say RA, um, <laughs> was there was a Norelkel, uh beard trimmer that I found. And we were at, I think it was TJ Maxx at the time. And I, I saw it and it was like 50 bucks. And at the, even now it's hard for me to spend 50 bucks on something that I'm going to flip. But I was like, huh, I'm not even going to try this. But I scanned it. And sure enough, that was selling for about 300 bucks. Wow. And those all those recent solds on it were within days of wow. when I was scanning it. And I was like, uh, and I told her, do you want to give it a shot? All right, let's go. And at the time, we were actually already just using our um, PayPal funds to pay for a lot of our stuff. So we weren't investing any more of our own personal money from our other hustles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, that sold within a day. And for it did for $350. Wow. And all of a sudden I was like, um, yeah, there was two more at the store. We got to go back. Yeah. And all of a sudden that's kind of like, well, now we do that with Orlando where you hit all the stores, but we hit all the TJ Maxx in our area and picked up all of them. Yeah. We drove probably, how, how far is that? We went all the way to 40, Sherman Oaks. 40, yeah. 50 miles from here. Which is a big yeah. deal in LA time, right? Yeah. What is that in LA oh, time? Yeah. It was a day. It was, it was definitely a day trip. Um, and that that hooked us. Like we couldn't believe that was out there. The ability to make that money off of something we had access to. Yeah. So and I, and I find that the case with a lot of people that resell, you you're reselling, but you don't know you're reselling. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you, you don't at, you don't know what to call, call it. A reseller. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I remember uh back in the day when I was married, we we would get these lucky brand jeans from a discount store and we would sell them and we didn't think anything of it. Like, and again, you guys didn't continue eBay after that, right? You kind of took a break after that, or it did start after that. No, that's, soon after that. Yeah. Once oh, good. The, okay, the, that's it. Like that that situation. You're like sold. We're doing it. Sold. Yeah that that was when we were definitely felt there was potential in reselling. And then um, I asked was, them to down. I was like, oh, I'll download the eBay app, and then you can show me how to look up the comps. I'm not going to list anything, but I can look things up for you while we're there. And we would split departments and then yeah. I would go scan like beauty products or. Yeah. You know. And then she would show me things and I'll look at them and be like, oh, you know, shipping on that. I wouldn't want to do that. This is And then we learned. Yeah. Nice. I, I would say like for any of our listeners out there who are getting into reselling or been reselling for a while and they're having a hard time getting their significant other to do it with them, like. This story right here is so great. I mean, I resell mm-hmm. with my wife too. And if you if you haven't experienced it yet, like doing it together as a team, it's like an amazing thing. Like, because yeah, it takes, I mean, there's been times where my wife and I are going to Targets and where there's like a toy we're looking for and we found one and we're able to go to like five different Targets and pick them up. And it's like a thrill. It's like a date night almost. Like we're going really fast. We're getting there. We're, we're running in. We're trying to see if they have them. And it's like, it, it turns something like work into something that's, awesome and enjoyable because you're doing it with somebody you care about. So, I mean, so, so for our listeners, if your spouse or your significant other is not interested, have them watch this interview and see how Hugo and Tiff are and how, how much they enjoy it. How in love they are with each other. Yes. And then say like, Hey, come on, you give it a try, you know, and, and who knows? Hey, before we move on, I do want to compliment you guys on your camera and your mic setup. It's pretty awesome. Like, your video is nice. Your mic is nice. Like you guys are doing an excellent job. Really appreciate that. Appreciate it. I mean, we, we put up lights, you know, we got all this just for this interview. I know. Yeah. Actually we we've, we haven't used this mic for anything. So I thought, well, this is going to be partial podcast. So yes. I mean, sounds important. 
I know Mike would be proud. Yeah, no, no. Audio quality is that's the most important, and you guys got it. So good I mean, job. We're like glowing. We got this heavenly look about yeah, us. Yeah, we're but, using you know, the we're using you know the wrong computer, and the lighting is bad. But you guys are uh, great. You guys have a filter. You guys have like that filter from the '90s where you would go to the mall and get a you know your photos done. Yeah, we look. <laughs> we're just trying to get retro right now. So. <laughs> All right. So, hey, so you, okay. So let's jump a little bit. So you got hooked. You went on this fantastic voyage and got all these Norelcos and you sold them. And so what keeps happening? I was like every day after work, be like, Hey, TJ Maxx is down the street or there's a Ross five minutes away. Do you want to run in for 10 minutes and just scan? Yeah. And it was just like that. Like uh, Mike was saying, it became fun to go in and, you know, spend 30 minutes, 45 minutes scanning things, looking for uh, treasures. But the crazy part is, you know, that RA we were doing really was just eBay because I didn't think about Amazon or anything else. I hadn't heard of any of the other stuff. Yeah. I didn't know people sold on Amazon. Yeah, me either. I didn't know people did that. Um, But slowly while doing that, I was trying to figure out how to set up the stores and all this stuff. And that's when I got on YouTube. And I started looking up uh, videos and learning different, uh, I don't say tricks, just really different steps to take. All right. So with all that, so, okay, let's go a little bit back. Now, at that time, obviously, you're you're just doing eBay, right? Mm -hmm. So what got you to start listing on other platforms? Well, I think so. First, when I showed her how to do everything, it was my way on the mobile app. And I only listed from mobile. That's not efficient. She's a very efficient person. So, so you guys are saying desktop is more efficient it, than mobile. Oh, yeah. Significantly more efficient. For everything. Yeah. Sharing offers. The works. Picture, yeah. Um, and so she was getting tired of the little glitches that would happen with the app or the like things would freeze or take forever. And she went on her own to start looking up YouTube videos to learn how to list on uh, desktop. And that changed everything because that's when you started learning about more people selling clothes. I think I started going on to hear brands because I don't know clothes. Mm -hmm. I'm in gym clothes all the time. I don't know. I didn't know anything about clothes. So I had to go on YouTube. Um, I found, you know, different resellers who talked about clothes and one of them was Empty Hanger. And she was mostly on Poshmark. And she spoke about Poshmark. So then we downloaded Poshmark. Um, and I then she had mentioned Mercari. And so we looked at Mercari. And I downloaded Mercari. I was like, well, if she's talking about it. I'm going to sign up for it and we'll figure it out. Um, and so we just started like tinkering with it. Poshmark was really easy to... At first, I didn't know how to do the things on Poshmark because if you've seen the platform, everyone has like, aesthetics. Yes. Aesthetics to Poshmark. So I was so concerned about making it pretty hmm. and it doesn't look like eBay and there's like things, there's like furry things in the pictures and there's, you know, I don't know what they're selling in the picture because it's like a shirt with a pair of pants and some yep. booties, but they're selling the necklace yep. because the necklace goes with that outfit. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Um, and so I was really fearful of posting on Poshmark. And then I started looking at more, uh, more listings, more YouTubes. And I'm like, you know what, just, I'm just going to do the exact same thing from eBay. Duplicate the same process. And then things were selling. Mm, And so I was like, okay, so I don't need to do all the fancy things Mm -hmm. and add plants and stuff. And I just 
copied yeah. it exactly. And it's similar in the shipping department. I was with eBay, kept it simple, make sure everything was safe and shipping things out. Then we got to Poshmark and I saw all these videos of like beautiful <laughs> yeah. wrapping and I was like, oh, I got to get tissue paper now and, papers. <laughs> and, ribbon. and then, ribbon. And then I saw people are putting like gifts. I was like, I'm not going to invest in gifts, but you know, I'll give you an extra sticker. Um, and slowly I was like, you know what? It doesn't even matter. So I started backing out and yeah. Okay. So let's rewind a little bit then. So a couple of things. So you're, what you're saying is on posh, you don't have to do all the staging. No. Okay. And then what about, you know, some people talk about tissues and they talk about nice packaging and they talk about thank you cards and all that. What are your thoughts on that? I, I think if that's your personality, okay, then do it. Then do it because yeah. posh is a place where you can be creative, be creative and give okay. yourself a little signature. Um, I mean, to an extent, if you want to say branding your little your store, but that's what's but, happening right now, right, Hugo and Tiff. I mean, you went to Posh Fest, and it seems like being your own brand is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's, I think there is a there's the section in Posh where you can be, you can get in there, and become a brand. You can basically become your own online boutique store. Something like if you had it on, you know to say Rodeo Drive and you had a little spot where you sold a certain type of clothes. So your Poshmark closet can only carry a certain style. And then yep. that's your that's your style in that you can make your packaging a certain way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's one way to do it. The other way, which is the way most people that cross post or come over from eBay are like, you know what? We're just looking to make a sale. Put it on. Yep. There and you it go. Should be, you know, our main thing is, is it... Is it, is it a good product? Is it safely packed? And will it ship quickly? Mm-hmm. So our focus is to give our customer a beautiful product that is in safe condition and gets to them as soon as possible. Yeah. And we've delivered on all that. And um, there's we actually got a comment. One of our first, I think, three-star ratings on Poshmark yeah. were because we had too much material. So huh. the comment was... Why was this item in a um, the clear resealable bag that we put all our items in? Why was it in the clear bag and then inside a pretty poly mailer and then inside the Poshmark, like the USPS mm-hmm. flat rate? Um, excessive, what was it? Excessive, excessive packing material, but the item... A wasteful, fit, yeah, and yeah. wasteful to the environment. Wow. Yeah, I, I can like, see how people would complain about that, but it's, you know, it, you can never please everybody, right? Like, you try the best you can, and and somebody's going to complain, because it's... That's why we were talking for, you know, another episode, and, you know, even putting a sticker on boxes, say, like, I'm recycling boxes. Like, don't complain that it's not, you know, that it's a weird box because I'm recycling it because somebody's going to complain about that. Like, you can never please anyone. Otherwise, someone might say, you should use recycled boxes. Like, somebody's <laughs> going to be upset. But, um, yeah, so Poshmark. Now, Poshmark for me and for my wife has been a little bit slower these last few months. And part of that, I think, is we haven't been sharing closets as much because it's a time sink. Uh, how's Poshmark been for you guys? Uh, up yeah. and down, up, up and, and down. down. I mean, it, it really is a roller coaster. And what we've learned, I mean, and like you mentioned, we went to Posh Fest, which is just about what a week ago. Yeah. And um, there's no rhyme or reason. There's no rhyme or reason. But it, it, it's it's really difficult to try to predict Posh. But in terms of what helps your stores or your closets, um, if you really just have a few minutes to do anything, it's share your own closet. Mm. 
Yeah. So, so that was one of our takeaways was it is more important to share your own closet than to share other people's closets. But because it is a community platform, we do try to share people's closets. Um, it is a time suck. So, you know, I'm all about timing things. So it's like set a 10 minute timer during your day, 10 minutes out of your day and 10 minutes to share. Whatever you share at that point. Um, On the computer because it's faster. Yeah. Okay. So talk to us. So there's, there's strengths Poshmark and then there's things that you're okay with on Poshmark. So across the board, like, you know, you already shared a little bit of Poshmark. You can share some more about Poshmark, but I'm interested. What are the strengths and weaknesses, let's say of Poshmark or Kari, and then we'll wrap it up with eBay from your perspective. I think weakness that we've seen on the Poshmark side is um, kind of going back with the idea of it's up and down. Uh, the volume of sales is harder for us to produce there. Um, we cross post the majority of our eBay store is clothing. And that means all that is cross posted over to Poshmark. Mm-hmm. But the volume and sales is not is not the same. We get more movement. I think uh, for Poshmark, you do have to be more hands on with your item. You have to share it. You have to tweak it. You have to send offers constantly to make sure that it's getting out there. Versus eBay, you basically set it and forget it. Mm. You know, to an relatively extent. right. Yeah. Um, and then on Mercari. you just have to list and relist. <laughs> you just hope somebody likes your item. Yeah, you who knows what happens. Hope someone card. finds it because once your item gets on there and months pass, then your item goes all the way to the bottom. Yeah, on Mercari, the the thing we've noticed is we do get some random sales from like random items that have been listed on there for a bit. But when we do see a spike in sales on Mercari, it's normally things that sell overnight hmm. because, yes. um, like she said, Mercari works in a I guess what is it chronological format mm. um where as your item get you know you you list today then tomorrow somebody lists so now their item is on top and so forth so your item keeps getting pushed down on the searches yeah. so the longer your item sits in mercari the less likely people are going to see it and they eventually deactivate those items am i correct you know what I'm not, I'm not sure. even sure. Who I don't knows? Think they might so. deactivate. I, I've got into that. I've got into that level where my items have just oh. been deactivated. So are you I able to relist? Or? It might be activity because we'll go in and send offers on old stuff too. Okay. And um, we sold. What was it? That Polaroid thing that randomly sold on there. Yeah. And that was one of our first listings, but it took almost like ten months for it to sell. Yeah. So it weird that it actually cars. sold. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now we haven't. Okay, so talk to us about eBay. What what has been is, is eBay your primary and why? Yeah, I mean, uh, amongst all of them, including Amazon, Amazon really is the newest one we're getting into. And thanks to your help in the last year, we've been learning more from the podcast and working with you. But um, eBay is our eBay is Bay. E- eBay is our Bay. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and is that it? Just you get the volume of sales and. It's there's, just it seems that like there's more buyers on there. Yeah, yeah. there's well, there's more eyes. There's um, it's the diversity of items we can list up there. We have a little bit more control, and we have a premium store, so we have access to certain features. I mean, I think even if you get the basic store, you get these features. But we have promotions we can run. We have promoted listings that we also do. Sales. We have sales that you can run. Um, you could also do multi-quantity sales on certain items. So there's a lot of different ways you can um, promote your 
things, which feels like we have a little bit more control. And sometimes we do feel like we see that control because again, we get more sales on eBay than the others, even though, again, we send offers on the other two platforms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. eBay's Bay. Nice. So when you started this, you said that you're part-time reseller because you don't rely on the money you make from reselling to like make a living, right? Or to pay your bills. But you sound to be, seems like you're doing pretty well on, on eBay and doing reselling. So what is your goal with reselling? What, what do you hope that reselling will, will bring to you? Or like, you know, we never asked for numbers specifically, but like, what, what is the, what does reselling look like in your life as far as income um, comes? Okay. So I think initially when we first started, it was, oh, hey, we can travel, travel, travel money. Um, but then when reselling started to pick up more, we realized, hey, you know, let's be responsible and pay off some of our debt. Uh, and so when reselling started to pick up, the other incomes that we have, we make payments on our debt. And when reselling picked up, we were like, hey, we can make extra payments and pay things off faster. And so this year we use reselling to help with the extra payments. So we would do our minimum payments with all our regular income. And then from reselling, we pulled some money aside and we started putting extra payments into that other stuff. Now you can yeah. share how much, I mean, you have a whole video on it. So how much have you guys well, paid off since the beginning of the year? Oh, so I did our bookkeeping. So yeah. since January, from January until that post, which was September, yeah. I think, uh, we paid off $10,000 in debt. Nice. Yeah. And that included our Prius that yeah, we finished we paying off. We own our Prius, our uh, reseller Lambo. Lambo. Nice. Congratulations. I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, how did it feel to go? It's $10,000. Like, was that something you guys were like, we can do this? Or was it? did it come as a surprise? We didn't realize it was happening. Okay. And it, it, it's been part of it was because we were just focused on sticking to our tasks. And um, we like to use the word because and Mikey's disciplined. Like, we stick to what we said we're going to do. As hard as tired as we might be, we're going to make sure we get things done. And sometimes when you're tired and your focus is to get something done, you don't realize what's going on. And what was going on is we were paying down our debt. Right. And it's a really good, it's a positive side effect of this. That's incredible. Um, And I mean, and we even put on there on that post, like, it, the amount we put in a lot of work. We, we, it's not easy. It is not easy to do reselling. And I mean, by all means, you can scale it to your level, whatever you'd like or willing to put in. And in our case, we're willing to put in a lot of time. And when we started seeing our, you know, results, results or 90 day totals or 60 day totals going up and like, it almost made us emotional. Like, uh, things are happening. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like it, we're, we're getting results for all our hard work. So how long have you been doing this? Like seriously? So you said you kind of started 10 years ago with like the the dabbling in it. How long have you been pretty like making this like a serious side hustle? So we joke around that it didn't get serious until uh, my better half here joined not full time, but full force on uh, January 26th. There you go. 2018. All right. Yeah. um, Anniversary date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that was the day that I said, those piles no more (laughs) i am going to create spreadsheets now and we are going to put prices on everything and find a location for everything and it's not just like well i think i paid two dollars or it could have been five i think we made ten dollars i was running an old system that (laughs) worked my head (laughs) no i i get it hugo 
<laughs> you guys know I get it. So talk to us. Okay, let's get back to logistics then. So talk to us about your use of a spreadsheet. Like what do you include in that spreadsheet? How did you come across it? Or how did you create it? And well, how has it been helpful? I know that's a lot of questions. So just go um, with it. So spreadsheets. I think my first time looking up spreadsheets, I found like a YouTube video. Um, someone, I forgot who it was, but showed their spreadsheet. So I created my own spreadsheet. It was not the most efficient one, but I would keep track of where we got the item, the date we got it, the item name and price. And then I would input how much we sold it for to figure out net profit. Um, that was our entire 2018. By the end of 2018, I wanted to figure out a better way to keep track of our bookkeeping and our inventory management. And I found Not Your Dad CPA and he had a free spreadsheet on his website. Anyone can download it. And I found it and I liked it, but I tweaked it for us. Mm. Um, The aesthetic of it, I made it more aesthetically pleasing for me. It's a lot prettier. Um, It's more posh. I wouldn't call it posh, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, and it's more um, specific. So on his, I think on the, not your dad CPA one, it didn't include the net profit. And so I included the net profit. And then I also included in, so I put location, date purchased item, the price, and then it'll be a sales date, the sales price and shipping. And then I put in the shipping um, fees and the net. Yeah. And then I also have a column for indicating if that item was returned or not. Hmm. Wow. So then I'll indicate if it got returned. And then if it got returned, then I put in the numbers and then I'll turn that line item red to show that we're in the negative for that one. Mm. So then when we resell it, it'll, you know, it'll match adjust, up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but on my spreadsheet, I actually have it where it populates onto another spreadsheet. That's my yeah. dashboard. Um, and on that dashboard, it'll actually give me the monthly totals for each platform. And then it'll also give me an overall total for all the platforms. So every Sunday I do bookkeeping every Sunday, we'll get an update. It'll let me know how much we made that week on Poshmark, on eBay, on Mercari, on Amazon, and then how much we made in total amongst all of them. Nice. And I can see how much we've spent in cost of goods on those items. Mm-hmm. We can see which platform what we're paying more is. fees. Yeah, yeah. Our return. Uh, the other great thing on there is that she added shipping. Um, and that allows us to see, you know, if we're, how much we're spending on shipping. Yeah. Because uh, one thing uh, I've thought about is, trying to make sure we have an idea. And thanks to her spreadsheet, we can see what we're shipping, how much we're spending on Mm -hmm. shipping to possibly try to get our own account one day for a shipping account in terms of going to USPS and trying to get our own rate. Oh, wow. But but like doing this and doing the timing, it all makes sense for us because if I time how much it takes me to photograph and list, I can put a time value per item so when I do my spreadsheets, if I can see if we're netting $10 off this item, then that's $10 in six minutes. Okay. That is, is that worth I it? mean, you are, I mean, okay. Do you have an accounting background or is this just natural for you? No, she was personality. a high school class president. <laughs> she was a leadership through most of high school and she's got organization down. Nice. 
No, it's impressive. I mean, I, I, I knew all this, but I, I, you know, you kind of forget. And then I'm reminded about how efficient you guys are with your time oh, yeah. and, and your money and your numbers. And, uh, thanks to her stuff, I stopped picking up certain things that if I kept going under my own uh, pile system, I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm making, I'm totally making money on that. And then she'd come out and be like, well, after everything you made two bucks on that, is it worth the time for everything? Yeah. And the time is sat there for $2. So you're saying, me, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Oh, no. I was going to say, part of me wants to say yes, just so that I'm not, you know, I can say, <laughs> yeah, totally. But the reality is it's not. <laughs> so you're saying that comps isn't enough, that it goes beyond comps. So you might find some comps, pick it up. And ultimately, in the end, as a result of a best offer or return or whatever reason, it may not be profitable. Like, OK, if you're going to pick up an item that's going to take 30 minutes to clean. It, you know, you have to consider the time that you spent sourcing it, the time that it's going to take you to prep the item, the time that's going to take you to photograph it, to list it. If it's an item you have to spend a lot of time researching, it takes you 30 minutes to research, 30 minutes to clean, then you sell it and you think you netted $80. Well, $80, but then it took you a whole hour to actually work on that. And then is it worth it? No, I, no, I, that's something that I think many of us don't do, you know, especially me that I'm full-time, I think I have all the time in the world. Right. So to me, it's no big deal. I mean, the one thing I won't mess with as much anymore is let's say dual deck VCRs and, and in recorders, because I think I'm making a lot of money, but the time that I spend trying to fix something, get it prepped, get it packed. I may not, I may make more money on a Harley shirt. I mean, I'm being exact, you know, extreme, but no, yeah. Or, or, th- or two or three Harley shirts that you can get done way faster than one dual debt. Yep. I think that's so powerful that you guys share that. I hope our, our listeners are, are listening in because that is, that's huge. I, I think that, that much is said in the reselling community about that. Really appreciate you guys sharing that. That's pretty yeah, awesome. And, and that's the stuff that's not necessarily fun too. Because I, I remember Orlando and I have talked about oh, this I, on, I on can't multiple podcasts. And I've, and I've, I've mentioned, you know, like, we got to use spreadsheet. You got to know because there's, there's a lot yeah. of other costs involved. Even the mileage that it takes to get the items and all of that is put in, in into you know, how much are you actually making, even when it comes down to time to do taxes, right? And numbers aren't what a lot of people find enjoyable. But the reality is the numbers is the reason why we're doing this. And all of those numbers become tools in your your toolbox, like you said, so you're not wasting time on on items. That's great. Agreed. Yeah. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Uh, I mean, another thing I'd like to add to it too is almost for a whole year, we didn't touch our um, reselling money. For a whole year, we didn't use it for anything. We, we didn't pay us. We didn't pay ourselves uh, because at that point, once, especially once we she joined in and we're, it became serious. What was the date again? January 26, okay. 2008. <laughs> um, once it became serious, um, we changed our view on it and looked at it as a business. This is our business. And um, through the little stuff that we've seen on business, we've learned that, I mean, before you start paying yourself for things, you really got to invest in your own business. So we left the whole year where we just kept investing into it. And that's why we went from a store that had listings of like 50 items. And now we have a store that lists over a thousand items. Nice. So there's, there's more to it too, though. You get, it seems like in June and just cause I know you guys that your business jumped. 
right? Like things just started doubling. And part of that is you guys had taken part in certain courses that you actually paid money for. And, you know, we talk about that on the podcast, you know, we we're kind of hesitant, right? Cause we do believe all the content that you need is actually out there and it's all free, but sometimes pain expedites that process or you're willing to put in more when you pay for something or actually you might find things you didn't find out before by paying mm-hmm. someone. So share with us your experiences with paid courses. So we didn't do it until this year. So that meant that we spent about a year and a half of reselling on our own, looking up free content, um, looking through social media, YouTube, finding all these free courses, you know, free material to teach us before we've, to even pay for a coaching group. Yeah. Um, and there's plenty out there. We don't know all of them. Uh, but we went with a friend of ours, someone that we had met in person, someone who were friends of friends who are close to this person. We see all the positive feedback for her coaching. Um, Cindy of Amazing Taste Store. She's been reselling for a long time. She's a full-time reseller. Hearing how she operates her business, being able to live full time, working as a reseller with her husband um, and seeing her numbers and seeing the free content that she does provide. And her free content is already valuable. Yeah. So if someone online is willing to pay for extra content from her and is vouching for her coaching. That made us really consider her. And the other thing, too, that made us... uh for example, choose this course over other courses was we weren't looking for something that was going to give us any kind of bolo list or anything like that. We were looking to learn how to improve our business at the end of the day. Um, So it's that whole idea of, uh, you know, give a man a fish or teach him how to fish. We're at team teach me how to fish like so that we can go, you know, fish 10 X. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Those of you that are wondering what that's from, it's from our latest three episodes of Level Up Review, Grant yeah. Cardone's 10X Rule. So, Which was amazing, by the way. It was great. Oh, good. Appreciate yeah. it. I think our next one, hopefully, I don't want to say it will be better, but I think it's going to be different and uh, and hopefully provide some some. Or at least people will make their motivation. bed. Yeah. People our bed make- is made. Our yeah. bed is made. So is mine. Mike, is your bed made? Oh, it's always made. Okay, just check yeah. it. <laughs> All right, so... Yeah. So, and you also took another FBA course, right? You took an FBA one, right? And you learned a lot in that one too. Yeah. That you had not uh, known before. Yeah. I mean, we were new FBA to... FBA was completely new. Yeah. FBA was confusing. Um, You had taught us some of the FBA. <laughs> I confused uh, them. <laughs> <laughs> but we had... Uh, I had... I follow a lot of people. We're good friends with one of the teachers or um, in the group. And it was a FBA gal, Mandy... Um, she's a killer in Amazon and she shows, you know, what she's able to do, how long she's been able to do it. Uh, people vouch for her in the community. We found value in it. We wanted to learn. We wanted to learn from a trusted coach. Yeah. Uh, but the stuff that she taught was invaluable in my opinion. Yeah. And it was again, skills. There was no, there was no bolos bolos in in any of these groups. None of these groups were handing out lists of, hey, if you go here, this is this rank. It was teaching you how to make educated purchases, really. Yes. All right. So based on those two courses, right, you both were 
pretty much pushed to next level, right? I mean, yeah, right after those courses really combined, like like you were saying, mid uh, about June. I think we, up. yeah. So at the beginning of June till now, our numbers have probably Almost tripled. Tri- yeah, tripled. Wow. And you chose to run with more on the eBay side, right? With Cindy, mm-hmm. which I think she talks about all kinds of different. Yeah, she talks yeah. about a little bit of everything, uh, but the, there's that, like we were saying, that strength in our eBay store, the strength in the... Which eBay. is something you already were familiar with. So it took off. And so, I mean, obviously you have a, we have a stamp of approval here, but I, explain to me, how did it, how did it, I mean, you can't tell me the details because obviously you paid for the course, but how did it, how did it motivate? Like, what was, what was different? Was it something that you learned that you already known, but you had to relearn it or was it brand new stuff? I think it was a mix. Yeah, it's a mix. And uh, there's certain things that we knew we should be doing, but we didn't do. And it's just a reminder. Um, I think, I mean, it, this is our experience with these courses, but with any course that you would ever do, whether it's reseller related, business, accounting, whatever you might do one day, it's what you put in and take out of it. Um, and in that sense, we came in like, we're going to give it our best, whatever we're going to yeah. do. And like, if we failed, it would, it would have been on us and not the person that we paid because you have to use the skills that they're teaching you and put it into action. Nice. So my question is, so you, you say you've like basically tripled your business in the last few months from partially from those courses. Has the time you're investing into reselling increased also, or are you putting in similar amount of time, just getting better results? I think it's using our time more efficiently in the same amount of time and learning how to set our tasks up so that we weren't overworking ourselves, which we actually felt like we were overworking prior yeah, to the course. I, I'd say before before we did our courses to understand how to, again, be more efficient, we were working harder to make less. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. so how much time are you putting in right now in a week on average anyway? Since you you probably have the, the to the minute, but... Uh, <laughs> the second like we clock in yeah no. i mean we honestly almost only source on wednesday mm-hmm. if orlando's in town we do it all yep. the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh let's see we'll wednesday, do- we, we source uh heavily one day a week um possibly two if we get a chance on a saturday yeah um i'd we, say like uh, 10 to 15 hours maybe yeah 10 to 15 yeah. hours a week together Mm-hmm. including like shipping. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we sometimes we don't get home until like eight o'clock or so yeah, from so our other jobs. So it's not, you know, we come in just to do a couple hours at night, maybe. And that's like the shipping part. Some days yeah. we'll just take care of shipping and not do anything else. But you're constantly doing. So that's my next question is, and we always ask this, like, would you guys consider reselling a live sell or is it something you're able to put on the shelf and attend to everything else. I think there's, I mean, there, there might be people that could put it on the shelf and then move on to something else um, as a reseller. But at least in our case, I mean, it's a lifestyle because we view everything differently now. Um, it's almost like we got these like super like RoboCop goggles that when we look at something, we're looking at possible value, possible <laughs> retail value. And mm-hmm. then as I'm looking at something, I'm thinking, okay, um, all right, well that item's probably on Amazon. It's probably on, uh, at, you know, this retail store. 
which one has the coupon? Like now we view coupons differently now. Yeah. Coupons before like, oh, I guess we could buy this for the home. It's like, no, there's a 25% off the entire purchase. So if we go in and we can buy this mm-hmm. and then put it on Amazon, this is how much we can make off of it. Yeah. Or even just for our own personal stuff now, like we've gotten a lot more frugal or not even frugal, more thrifty for mm-hmm. our own personal stuff. Um, and that thrifted and thrifted. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. That yeah, a, so that's a I Bob's Burger shirt you got on there, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Bob's Burger. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I would say it's a lifestyle that we don't turn off. No, I mean, and you guys, you mentioned it's a hustle, but it's a hustle, right? You're you're constantly yeah. moving, especially when you're doing the reselling thing. You're always sourcing, taking pictures. So explain to me, Tiffany, real quick. I just wanted to break it down. So let's say you fail one week, you don't meet your personal record of photos. So what what do you do to make things faster? Like is that is this too hard of a question? Is it too detailed? Like what when you do you find yourself sometimes you're like, wow, I'm really moving slow. What do you cut out or what do you do to make things faster? Or do you just drink a monster and just move on? Oh, I have coffee. Yeah, coffee. Yeah. Okay, all right. Cheers. And then you just shift to the next gear and you gotta go. <laughs> I normally so I set myself like the way that I photograph, I have it set up. To move the like to make the least amount of movement. Mm, okay. So the the way that I have the photo area set up, I take like one step to get the item to the wall and photograph. I don't know if that makes sense. No, yeah. this is great. This is what I was asking. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, everything's again goes back to our efficiency. I guess the two words that really we run by is discipline and efficiency. Mm. And uh, I mean, have fun too. Yeah. But. Um, no, it, it, I think in order to catch up, for example, we went to Posh Fest and that we, for that reason, uh, we took off Thursday morning mm-hmm. and we didn't get back until Sunday. Well, that ate up her Friday, which is her photo day. Um, that piled up shipping. So and- j- just so like anyone that doesn't know how we do things, I batch photograph. So I only photograph on Fridays. Okay. Yeah. So being out of town on that Friday put her a whole week behind mm. on photograph so that just meant cranking out photos so photos. that means that uh i photographed yesterday and i photographed today to make up for missing last friday yeah so you know we mentioned sometimes we thrift two days a week or so well that would have been saturday but instead this saturday it was photos because mm-hmm. it was catch-up time yeah okay so i'm interested so you measure your steps to take pictures like that, it, it breaks it down to a science where if you take too many steps, that may have slowed you down. If you had the items in the wrong part of the room, that slowed you. I mean, those are all important. Like we talk about, we think it's silly, but you know, we always like shoes for, I won't, I won't take pictures of shoes unless I have a good 15 to 20 pairs that I can crank out really fast because if I go shoes and then a shirt and then a hat, I'm losing a bunch of time. Yeah but you have everything organized in piles and you know how many steps it's going to take to get to something. Well, and think yeah. for a second, how much time they're giving up just to be on the podcast right now. So how many items could you list? Like we appreciate you being on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, for efficiency, like in terms of clothes, I have it, I have it on the rack and to save time, I have them in like sectioned off. Right. So like all the tank tops, then all the short sleeves and all the long sleeves and all the dresses, all the men's goes together because the men's gets a bigger hanger, which takes a little bit longer for me. So I put that at the end. Um, and I have the rack right next to me as I photograph. 
they're already on the hanger that I needed to be on. So I throw it up on the wall, take my pictures, throw it on the table where I have the measuring tape taped on. So I don't have to physically hold the measuring tape. The dresser where I hold my poly, like plastic bags, they're right next to me. Everything is within arm's reach. Nice. That's what I was asking. So you do have it down to a science. Yeah. Like, you know, exactly, you know, the time it takes you to do all of that. Now, I want to go back a little bit. You mentioned PoshFest. You went to PoshFest and you also were at eBay Open. So tell us, what what are some of the, you know, there's a lot of our viewers that are un, unable to go and maybe they're considering next year. What what are the differences between the two? So Besides platform. Okay. So let's see. The two platforms are different. Um, eBay Open has a lot more sessions going on. Like, the breakout sessions. I think there's a lot more going on at eBay. Um, The environment at Posh Fest is very different in our opinion compared to eBay Open. I don't know. Like the... I think... um, So on uh, eBay was very much like even from the company side to the fellow resellers that were there was like, all right, so how can I sell more starting tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And eBay was up there saying, okay, we brought you these new features because it's supposed to help you sell more um, and push more for you to make, you know, and it's a business. So the more we sell on eBay, the more eBay makes. So it's a little circle. We need each other. In Posh, they go through encouraging. So it's a different approach to helping you sell more. So it's a lot more about community, community um, sharing of, um, stories, struggles, and how people overcome them and yeah, how Poshmark was a part of that. Yeah. And um, at Posh, so at eBay Open, there was a lot more panels that featured eBay employees. Um, at Posh Fest, most of the panels were Poshmark sellers speaking to the audience. And I think that was a big difference. And anyone could apply to speak versus being asked to speak. So. Poshmark allows like an open time frame uh, for anyone to apply to be a speaker. You submit your entry; they'll choose they'll, you. Yeah, or they'll not. choose you. Uh, and uh, it's that community part where you get to talk to another fellow re- uh, fellow Poshmark seller, and together you talk about. You know, they had sections like for branding, um, where they talk about the process of branding your closet. Yeah, which is great, but again, that's for not our kind of closet because we have everything. But there was like a panel on how to use your IG to boost your business, Mm. which Mm. I don't remember eBay having because that this was a specific panel. We were were on that panel, (laughs) but but it was, but it was different. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just messing around, but this question did come up on our panel. This one is like actually using IG to sell your product. Yeah. Right. Um, and so there's a few sellers who actually promote their item on IG to sell to the consumer. Um, then they did have their YouTube one. There was one specifically on thrifting. Mm-hmm. They had three panelists uh, showing the audience how they thrift. Different styles. Different styles of thrifting from the bins to retail and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the video we have on our channel too. We were able to live stream that, save it, and we posted it on YouTube for everyone. Um, I will say this, that the Poshmark Poshmark team is made very accessible to everyone at PoshFest. We saw the CEO every single day Mm. 
And he took pictures. I shook his hand and multiple times, multiple times, talked to him about my concerns and, you know, benefits. And his it's way different approach to how the posh team meets, interacts with everyone compared to eBay. Um, Yeah. Like the CEO, I was watching him speak to the attendees. He is like focused Mm. on you while you're talking. It's like, he's making mental notes as you're speaking to him and really, and reaching out and having his assistant reach out to you, exchange contact information, wants to gather feedback from everyone there. And it was just like one of the nicest people I'd ever met. Yeah. But I mean, so, I mean, again, sticking, talking about the differences again, very community based, um, conference uh you work together you encourage and it's uh, i could sum it up as a big hug like poshmark was a a big big hug hug. yes and there was a lot of hugging Uh, and it was great we we loved meeting everyone that were meeting there yeah one of the things at posh fest was there was actually during the general session i think it was during the state of the union address that he actually told everyone to turn around and it was like that icebreaker it was an icebreaker thing yeah Talk to whoever's at your table yep. and turn like, to your left, turn to your right, exchange handshakes or hugs and introduce yourselves and, you know, share your business cards and interact with the community. Yeah, that wasn't at eBay. <laughs> eBay was like, no, 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 eyes up here, eyes up here. Look at me. I don't know. We, we got to meet a lot of people. There's a lot of networking. Oh, there. no, yeah. But I'm saying in the general session. Oh, no, like, yeah, I get it. General session. Yeah, yeah but. It was like truth bombs being dropped, right? Yeah. Like every every single moment. So I get that. So yeah. and there were truth bombs at Posh Fest too. With, yeah. With but Posh I mean, stories and all the things that came up. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, at the end, like I was saying, the the eBay's encouragement to set up is more like here's the numbers, here's why you might not be making your sales. Yeah, yeah. Here's what you need to do to make those sales. Um, now go out and do it. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that's good to know. And so hopefully if you're listening and you're considering you know, do you want to go to eBay open or posh or do you want to go to both? Hopefully that helps you out because they yeah. definitely make the rounds. Like I've seen your IG stories. You met a lot of people at both events. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't end up on stage at posh fest though. That is true. Nice. That is true. <laughs> so All right. Many, so that's only for the bay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, going back to like what you're actually selling and, and some of those stories, what have been maybe one or two of your best sales and one or two of your biggest like flops? So big flips and big flops. We just wanted two flops. <clears throat> oh, we get flops. That happens. But. Oh, and it doesn't have to be something you sold. It just has to be a big mistake. Yeah, maybe a mistake. Yeah, you okay. made. Oh, there's plenty of those. Plenty two of those too. All right. Okay. Well, we'll go with the... I mean, so recently um, we put up a, a post about it too. Is in you guys mentioned it in the hustle of the week. It was the big uh, boat. The boat. Oh yeah, yeah. It was an awesome pickup. It was uh, again paid about sixty fifty bucks for it, and um, that's a lot to pay up for something for us, especially at a thrift store. So we really put our you know foot forward on that one, but it worked, and we did our research to make sure it worked, and it, we sold that one for five hundred. So that was really yeah. nice. Nice. And plus shipping. And you guys have talked about that where sometimes on those higher end, more expensive items, people will still pay shipping. Mm-hmm. And and you got to be careful because you may lose money on the shipping if you don't get it right. But you only yeah. lost a little bit, right? You didn't lose that much. Yeah, I, I think a $13 difference. Yes. So like on that <laughs> item, we netted 375 dollars 
something like that. Yeah, three seventy five and sixty three cents. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and it only took forty nine minutes, right? To- exactly. <laughs> Well, we actually showed us, uh, we did a shipping video on that boat. So right. however long the shipping video was, is how long it took us to ship it. Nice. Yeah. Um, and we didn't do any prep work for the boat because it was brand new in box. So we bought it, put it in the garage and let it sit yeah. until it's sold. I didn't clean anything. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, let's see another big sale. Uh, sometime last year we were at a thrift store end of our thrifting trip. I found these two Nike things. I don't know what they were. They're like one piece Nike things. That's what we called them. Just we just that's how, li- that's like how you it. listed it. Nike things. Yeah. Nike things that were. Blue well, no, and we were gray. on our way out too. So we were trying to look up console. We didn't even know how to. They were like, they looked small and they were listed with a kid's tag. Mm-hmm. So like the-, the store that shall not be named <laughs> put a tag on it. Uh, with the kids logo and then it said it was i think it was 3.99 for each one um they looked special i'd never seen anything like it when i tried to look them up we couldn't couldn't find again we couldn't figure out what it was at the store and uh we looked up like suit uh i think we looked up triathlon suit different suits and we couldn't find anything that looked similar to that so we grabbed it um when we took it home i had to do extra research i looked up i went on google I actually found a website where they had the exact item. I think it was called uh, a tri suit. Yeah, uh, a tri suit, but it was like an Olympic. It's suit. an Olympic suit. Yeah, so it's a track and field type uh-huh. suit. So it's the ones you see the guys wear and the women wear that looks like a giant uh, leotard. Mm-hmm. Thing. Yes, and it was a large. And he tried to put it on and fit like half his body in it. <laughs> I am not a large. Apparently, are there, are there pictures? There is, I mean, somewhere. there's a picture somewhere, but we did. It, the leaves, old... it leaves too little to the imagination. Ah, gotcha. We like to stay monetized yeah, on, yeah, this, yeah. on this YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> but we we did the Orlando and we priced it high. I was like, you know what? I I can't find anything that looks like this, um, the exact color and all that stuff. And so we priced it high and it sold overnight. And the one of them sold for I think it was like one seventy five. Nice. Wow. Um, and then it took about. Two months for the second one to sell. And the second one, we took a best offer. I think it was. Yeah, like 120. Wow. But it was like three ounces. Yeah. Wow. It, it weighed nothing. You just it put it in like a regular nothing. envelope, huh? You just like fold it up yeah. and just fold it put a stamp on it and then send yeah. it off. And no return on those. The, the buyers are happy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That is great. I mean, so those were, I mean, some of their best items. Uh, and then in terms of flops, I mean, our the mistakes. Omega Juicer. Yeah. <laughs> so when we first started selling, are you okay we, sharing this? Is this going to cause some conflict here? Oh no, we share this all the time. We don't have issues. With okay. We make mistakes. We make mistakes so we can grow and learn from them. There so we, there's, we don't have issues with sharing. talking about them. Um, but we took apart our Omega juicer and we sold all the pieces. And then we had the main motor, like the base left, which was really heavy. And I remember asking him, Hey, how much should we put the shipping for? So he took the Omega juicer and he put it inside a large flat rate box. Mm-hmm. So he told me, oh, it fits in the large flat rate box. You can put it at, you know, charge this much for shipping. Cool. Months later, it sells. Well, when he put it in the flat rate box and he tried to bubble wrap it, it didn't fit. Oh. Then he tried to seal it. And the Omega juicer was probably two inches higher than where it folded down. Yeah. 
So I think we lost five dollars on that. Give or take, yeah. We we went negative. We paid them to take that. Yeah. More. But that that's that's a that's an okay big fail. Like that. Well, then that taught us like. Well, hey. that that helped. The, the reason that we bring that one up is because we learned from that one because we didn't want to pay up on anything. Oh yeah, else. yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, and it, I mean, I think another flop. I'm trying to think. I, oh, another thing is we went. Um, we we followed the all the bolos from social media. So when people talked about Tommy Hilfiger, it was coming Ooh, back. Tommy for your mommy. Yeah, Tommy for your mommy and all that. I was like, boom, found some Tommy Hilfiger. We got it. Well, no, because it was Tommy Hilfiger like banker shirts. Mm. <laughs> that had the world's tiniest little Tommy flag on mm. it. But in my mind, because we didn't do our due diligence and look up uh, comps. We just heard names. Yeah, yeah. so we bought them. And later realized like, yeah, never sold. Like mm. they just sat there because even within hot brands, certain styles matter. Yep. Is it still in your hey, inventory? Kitty kitty. Okay. Kitty, so kitty. if you're listening to the podcast, I think Wasabi, one of the cats, just showed up on the scene. Yeah. Wasabi always goes to say hi to Orlando when he gets here. Wasabi likes like just attention. Like I noticed. Yeah. Whenever, whenever somebody else shows up, Wasabi shows up. So yeah. What a great name for a cat. My dad had a dog named Shishimi, which I thought was <laughs> that's awesome. Nice. Now, I want to share a story though, real quick. So you had a Yamaha shirt that was a big score too. Remember that? Yeah, I was gonna bring so, that one up too. So let's bring let's bring it up because I was in the house for that one and I totally missed that. So tell tell me tell the audience what happened here. So I mean. I think, and Mike has said this in the past that when, like Mike said, when he first started reselling, his thing was picking up things that look strange or things that look uh, interesting. I want to look this up. And that's how Mike kept coming up on a lot of different random stuff, right? Similar, I'm kind of like a kid. So when we were out thrifting and it was uh, you guys, it was, well, not you both, it was just Orlando and we were with Thrifty Nomads. Both of them were with us. And then there was also a couple other resellers inside the... It was a packed uh, thrift store of resellers. Yeah, it, and we saw them. And, you know, we were all shopping. You guys went to the same rack I did uh, ahead of me. And then while walking by, I just saw some bright yellow thing caught my eye. And I was like, oh, look, something shiny. <laughs> And I literally just like big bright thing. And part of me thought I was going to pick up a referee, like a soccer referee shirt. Then I looked at tag and I said it out loud because they were near me. And I was like, "Hmm, a Yamaha shirt. And all of a sudden, the other resellers, including Orlando, turn around. What? And I was like, like, I'm going to hold on to this. What's going on? And then that's when I looked it up. And that Yamaha shirt apparently was... A dead stock. It's a first off. It was a dead stock. It still had the sizing tags and everything wow. on it. Uh, it was a vintage dead stock because it came from the seventies. Never worn, never used. Somebody stored it somewhere, and um, I don't think Yamaha has Yamaha has too much clothing now. But at the time, it was one of their first active wear. Okay. A polo shirt. Yeah, it was a polo shirt, and uh, yeah, oh, about within three to four days when we got it. Sold for 120 and it went like 10 miles from our house. <laughs> wow. So that person could have gone to that thrift store, but again, well, actually, to be exact, they, so the person that bought it was in Orange County, which is where we picked it up. Wow. <laughs> We're in LA County. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is crazy. Well, good. And that was nice profit. Cause well, how much did you pay for it again? $3. $3. $3. Wow. That is amazing. 
Yeah. And at that same store, because of curiosity and one of those things where if you don't ask, you, you won't receive. Uh, when we were paying, there was a anthology for, was it Kate Bush? Kate Bush anthology, which is a set of CDs. Yeah. I don't, uh, there's people out there that really know who she is. I didn't know who she was. Um, so I, even when I saw it, I was like, I don't know. And I asked the guy, you know, would you do, you know, half off on that too? And the manager had a bunch of stuff in there. He's like, yeah, sure. You can have a half off. So paid five bucks for that and ended up selling that for over a hundred too. Yeah. So that thrift yeah. was real good. Yeah. And, I, and I bought nothing <laughs> at that store. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Yep. And you came out of there like, oh, but I didn't find anything. <laughs> it goes to show you there's plenty out there. You just got to look. Yep. So I, I have another question for you guys. So you're major clothing sellers. And I find that, you know, and this has been, I think the last, about last two years has been the thing that clothing is dead. It's oversaturated. You can't make money. What are your thoughts on the current reselling? Like, is it, is it, obviously you guys should share stories. So you think that's doable, but do you believe that if somebody's coming in and they, you know, don't have any inventory they're trying to start, is it still doable? Is reselling still a thing, especially clothing? I think so. I think it is. And like anything, it's going to come down to understanding um, your comps that for the items and then uh, going back to your process of things. Um, if, if selling a, or, you know, listing and selling a clothing item for you takes you a long time because you just can't get a process down or you don't care for it and you're just doing it for the sake of flipping something, it might not be worth it because it's just not worth the amount of time you're putting in compared to what you're making. Mm. Um, but if you can come down with the process and, um, I know Mike mentioned in one of the other podcasts, how he picked up the LuLaRoe stack again, LuLaRoe on its own. Yeah. Don't pick it up. It is no, do not pick up a LuLaRoe on its own, but because he picked up a big stack and I he, wouldn't say never pick it up because there are some styles of LuLaRoe that still do well. So it's about checking the comps on it. Because there's still some okay, styles. yeah, there are some, but um, like overall, like a LuLaRoe, you wouldn't pick up. But because you found a bunch and you have a system in place, it became a profitable thing. But if you're starting off and you want to get into clothing, I'd say first thing to do is understand the process and see if you can make it efficient. Because uh, there are some high ticket items you can sell in clothing, but the majority of them are going to be what, you know, people call bread and butter. So you're going to be selling most items for between 20 to $30. I'd say. And being okay with it and being okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's good. Do you have your, your question? Yeah. So, um, it's kind of a good way. I feel like always uh, to end, uh, an interview like this. So you told us a lot about reselling and, and clearly you guys have, are, are an incredible couple. You guys, mesh well together, you're working well together. And I always like to say, um, I get the opportunity to teach young, the up and coming generation, right? And I, I find like it's part of my privilege to impart wisdom to them. So if you had the opportunity and you do right now, so this isn't just to like young kids, but like to like give life advice, what is like the one or two things that you would say like to anybody that is like life advice that's been important to you or that you would impart to somebody, um, might just be starting out. What'd you say? Like the things that we were already repeating? Yeah. Stay, well, stay, discipline. stay discipline. No, I, I, 
one of the ones I often come back to, and I, I mean, we joke around because I always say it, but it's the idea of being present. Mm. Um, and whatever you're doing, I always bring it up because there's so much going on in most of our lives that it's easy to not pay attention to what's going on. Uh, so whether it's work, school, family, like do your best to be present or and else focus. and focus mm. or else you're not really putting in the time you think you're putting in. Mm. So for example, if uh, you know, you're out and you're thrifting, but you're so busy, like, you know, watching or having Netflix playing or something or talking on the phone with somebody, you're not paying attention. You're not making use of your time. You're not, yeah. You're not fully focused on your thrift. So you might be missing on things or you might be moving slower than you should. Or in a uh, relationship, if you're with your partner or friend or whatever, and you're just on your phone the whole time, it's different when it's a group of resellers and yeah. we're all on our phones checking comps together or but answering offers. But when you're with friends that are not resellers, oftentimes we hear stories of like people don't understand and they don't, but... Put your phone away. Put, put your phone away. Be present for a moment. You know, like as much as we're resellers, you need to find your balance and being present in family, relationships, mm -hmm. work. Or a good movie. Even if you're going to watch a movie, pay attention. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so context obviously matters, right? Because when we hang out, we're always on our phones, but we all understand, right? Well, but and, and the thing with that is we're still being present because we're presently all resellers. <laughs> yeah. And we're all on social media. So we're all trying to, you know, engage people and so on. But, you know, it's so true because unless you're in the, I guess, reseller community or doing social media, it's really hard to understand. And people might, you know, object to <laughs> you being on your phone, the entire conversation. Yeah. But I think that's a good one. And we bring that up often, but it's just cause it's too easy to get distracted and not yeah. actually, you know, like sometimes people say like, Oh, I spent the weekend with my family, but you were on your phone the whole mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And do you remember everything your kids did? Yeah. <laughs> and we try to stay positive about, things and you know like things happen and to not dwell to right. not dwell on things that you can't change yeah okay. so we have to give it a spin that's good nice all right so real quick so quick ship quick what is in the future for you guys like what what is going on uh well one thing we're working more on our social media we are putting a lot more content out um in our videos, we do everything from hauls to what's sold, but we're also trying to drop in at least once a week, uh, some kind of more tutorial based video or fun video that's still relative yeah. to business. So I don't know when, but we do want to put out a video with the spreadsheets and offer a downloadable spreadsheet um, for anyone to use. Uh, to help with our business. So we do want to do a video on how I use my spreadsheet for our business and to see if anyone can find it helpful. Yeah. Like we want to share how we do things. And again, like we've said it, and this is what works for us. Mm -hmm. If it helps one person. Yeah. That's great for us. That's awesome. Well, wow. Hey guys, really appreciate you guys. Great interview. Hopefully our listeners found a lot of value in what you said and uh, yeah, look forward to hanging out again. So make sure to check out so quick ship quick on YouTube and on Instagram. And I'm sure you're on other platforms eventually. And if you're not, they will be. And uh, thanks so much guys. Yeah. And I, I want to make sure that we have an opportunity to collab 
more like not just like our level up uh or not a level up our uh our hustle sessions but i think we need to have like occasional just like collab episodes like that'd be awesome since you guys got your thing going on and and the way you resell and the way we do it that'd be that'd be neat if you ever want to do something where we hang out and just talk about a a topic we're game cool tacos included all right with all that means tacos (laughs) all right with all that being said make sure to be real be relevant and be reselling please Mm.